Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Catherine Morehouse. The Biden administration has been working hard with the big three automakers, Ford, GM, and Stellantis, to vastly expand the production of and market for electric vehicles. But the UAW's latest strike may complicate those plans. While striking workers are demanding better pay and benefits, non-unionized automakers like Tesla may have an increased market advantage due to its comparatively low labor costs. Because of Tesla's non-union status, the Biden administration has had a complicated relationship with the company, snubbing it in favor of the big three. But now, the White House may be forced to work more with the manufacturer to keep its EV goals on track. So today, Politico's James Bacalis explains why this strike has implications beyond the battle for workers' rights. It's Tuesday, September 19th. So James... This UAW strike isn't just a standoff between auto workers and the big three automakers. It also poses a major obstacle for the Biden administration's climate agenda. Why is that? So the UAW strike really goes to the core of one of President Biden's major issues, which is the electric vehicle transition. And he's been trying hard to have the U.S. reach 50 percent electric vehicle sales by the end of the decade. But that's going to rely heavily on the automakers stepping up to produce more electric vehicles and make sure they're getting in the hands of drivers. So the UAW is concerned that that could leave them behind as the electric vehicle transition kind of shifts the automaking industry. Electric vehicles take fewer parts to assemble, so it could result in changes to job numbers The EV industry is confronting the fact that Tesla is leading the way on this EV transition. They sold 60% of the EVs in the U.S. last quarter, and they're a non-union automaker. They don't have any union representation. So that's a real difficult challenge for the Biden administration as it tries to push forward EVs, but also be a major supporter of union labor. Okay, interesting. And, you know, as you noted, Tesla is a non-union manufacturer, and that is one of the factors that's put it at odds with the administration. Can you explain a bit more about why having union-made electric vehicles dominate is so politically important for Biden and Democrats writ large? Absolutely. So the White House has made pretty clear in the first two years of the administration that they weren't happy about Tesla's status as a non-union automaker. They had several events at the White House where they invited the leaders of some of the Detroit three automakers for GM and Stellantis to talk about electric vehicles, but they snubbed Tesla and Elon Musk. And they made pretty clear that that was because of Tesla's non-union status. But Tesla is really leading the way towards this EV transition that's so important to the White House. So that's really putting these two priorities kind of at odds for the White House. And a lot of Democrats and the UAW are really pushing the White House to make sure that this EV transition relies on organized labor. So thinking about the broader landscape for vehicle manufacturers in the U.S., could you talk a bit about what experts are saying this strike is likely to do to the competitiveness of 
Ford and GM and Stellantis EVs in comparison to manufacturers like Tesla, which, as we've talked about at length now, is a non-union manufacturer. Right. So this is really a critical time for the Detroit 3 automakers in terms of their EV ambitions. They've put in billions of dollars into developing these EVs and making it a bigger part of their business, but it hasn't really broken out into the broader market yet. So this year, next year is sort of a critical time for that for the automakers. This strike is going to make it difficult to do the two things that they really need to do to compete with automakers like Tesla that are dominating the electric market. The two things being rolling out new models to attract new types of customers and then also lowering their prices to compete with Tesla. Tesla has been aggressively lowering their prices this year and uh, Detroit automakers are having trouble competing already. And this strike is likely to result in some production delays depending on how long it lasts. But more importantly, the automakers are likely going to have to raise their wages and provide more benefits to UAW employees, which means that their labor costs are going to increase significantly compared to Tesla's. The auto analysts really believe that that's going to just cement Tesla's competitive advantage in the EV market as these automakers struggle to kind of break out of this early development. And you're also reporting that relations between the White House and Tesla have actually warmed over the last few months. Could you explain that and tell us a bit about how that relationship has changed? So what we've seen over the last couple of months seems like somewhat of a shift from earlier in the administration. Starting this year, it seems like there's been more of a recognition by the White House that, you know, if they're going to reach their ambitious EV goals, it's going to have to rely on Tesla to some extent. So Elon Musk came to the White House in January. He was invited by some senior advisors to Biden and met with them. And Tesla was able to secure a deal where it got some federal funding in exchange for opening up some of its charging stations. And then a couple months later, the White House endorsed this effort by Tesla to push its charging technology to become an industry standard. And the White House kind of jumped behind that effort, which is part of this broader recognition, it seems like, that the White House is warming up to Tesla as they realize that without Tesla, the U.S. is really never going to reach the EV goals that Biden has set. Also, yesterday, a top European Commission official said that the European Union will ramp up promotion of global hydrogen standards, which it sees as necessary to, quote, kickstart renewable energy markets elsewhere in the world. Speaking at a political event, Rude Kempner, who oversees the EU's hydrogen strategy for Energy Commissioner Kadri Simpson, said that Brussels will push for global hydrogen standards similar to how it has championed worldwide renewable and energy efficiency goals ahead of this year's COP28 climate talks. Kempner said that the EU is not responding to competitive pressures that have stemmed from the Inflation Reduction Act, a slew of U.S. clean tech subsidies, and China's effort to boost its own green investments. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com power switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Catherine Morehouse, and we'll see you back tomorrow. 
Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Chevron is working to responsibly meet rising energy demand across their U.S. operations, like at their Gulf of Mexico facilities, which are some of the world's lowest carbon intensity operations, helping supply energy that's affordable, reliable, and ever cleaner. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com slash meeting demand.